What's up, everybody? And it is your boy, Tony T-Time West, man. And I'm back at it again with another special episode of Talks with T-Time, man. This is going to be the episode 16 of Talks with T-Time season one. And uh, this is going to be basically the free agency special, man, that I told you guys about. I do kind of want to go over scheduling again because things have kind of changed a little bit. Um, So basically, we'll be dropping this podcast today on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. Uh, And then we'll possibly do something again maybe Wednesday or Thursday, depending on how fast players are committing, Um, especially if it's going to be like basically they're committing all today, then we'll probably drop something maybe like Tuesday or Wednesday. But if it's a long stretch of time where players are not committing to like July 4th, July 5th, stuff like that, then we'll maybe do another, you know, podcast later on this week. And then after that, you probably won't see me again until, like I said, the middle of July. And then after that, and and you won't see me until August. Um, So yeah, that's basically how that's going on this one. But this is going to be basically the free agency episode of the podcast. So basically all things free agency here. That's all that we're going to be talking about for the whole entire time. Uh, So I want to go ahead and jump into everything. So first things first, we already kind of have heard about some players signing um, and the likelihood of those signings, which we'll start off with the one that seems the most um, defiant as of right now and definite as of right now would probably be Kimball Walker heading to the Boston Celtics on a four-year, $141 million deal. Um, from what I've heard from sources inside of the Charlotte Hornets organization, he's already basically informed um, the Charlotte Hornets that he will not be back um, and that he'll be going to Boston today, um, sometime around right at 6 o'clock when you know, free agency officially opens. Um, so it sounds like to me he's basically done in Charlotte. Um you know, I've heard somewhere that Charlotte Hornets offered him around five, uh, five year, $161 million. Definitely way under the max that he could have got. Even the sub max, which would have been like $190, um, they didn't even offer him that. I'm hearing it was somewhere in the ballpark of like, you know, five years, $170 million, $161 million, somewhere up in that ballpark. So Kimball was like, all right, no, I'm not going to basically win nothing here. So I need to leave. And I thought it was, uh, I mean, you know, I think it was the best move for him. Um, And honestly, you know, it just, I don't blame him. I've been telling Kimball for a long time, you know, it's time to go. Like, it's time to be out of Charlotte. Um, You know, they haven't did anything in the last eight years to really help his career here. And they haven't really put the pieces around him um, to make him better. And uh, I mean, I, I could say they did that a little bit in 2015 and 16. That season, they did a little bit with getting Courtney Lee, um, Jeremy Lynn. Um, that year, they did make a few changes to put some help around him. But besides that, I mean, he's it's basically been the Kimba show. You know, he's been doing it by himself. So him leaving Charlotte, to me, was not a surprise at all. Um, that looks like that's definitely going to happen. It looks like he's going to be a Boston Celtic. Um, I definitely think that's a pretty good fit for him. The Boston Celtics, I hate that they're getting them because I can't stand Boston. I can't stand the Celtics. They always, they are the most spoiled sports city in the world. We're going to have a conversation about some of the worst sports cities in the world. And I think Charlotte has to start becoming one. Um, and we'll talk about that, you know, in the next segment here. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, personally, I just feel like, you know, it was time for Kimber to leave. I hate it's Boston. But he's going to be in a really good situation. I mean, you have a young star in Jason Tatum, also as well Jalen Brown, um, you know, and there'll be, you know, Kimba there as well. I don't know what they're going to do about, you know, Marcus Morris. I don't know if they're bringing him back, what the case is on that whole deal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, pretty uh, Gordon Hayward as well. He'll be more, you know, healthy and improved this year. 
So Kimba going to Boston looking like that's that's definitely gonna happen. Looks like that's almost like a 99.9% chance of happening today at six o'clock once free agency opens. So uh Boston has already made their big move. I think it's a good move for Kimba. It definitely gives him a chance to make a run and you know at a long playoff run instead of just one and done like he was doing here in Charlotte. Um, you know, I mean, they I still think they're probably the third best team. In the East, I mean, I would still say probably Milwaukee first because right now it sounds like they're going to bring Chris Middleton back on a max deal. And then I would probably say Philly is a question right now because we don't know what the situation is with Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris and J.J. Redick, honestly. And we'll talk about all three of them really probably next here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that that's going to determine a lot. But I still think even with Kimba, Boston's still the third best team in the conference. So, Still better than, what, ninth, 10th, somewhere in that ballpark where the Hornets are in the Eastern Conference. So he'll definitely make a playoff run, more than likely. Um, and then next, the other one that kind of seems like it's a done deal is basically at this point, um, from what I'm hearing, Kyrie Irving is about to be a Brooklyn Net today. Um, now, there were rumors that it's going to depend on what Kevin Durant does. If Kevin Durant commits to coming to Brooklyn, they already have two max spots open for Kevin Durant. And Kyrie, if he wants to go to Brooklyn. And then I'm also hearing that the Clippers is still a, a slight chance if they, you know, miss out on Kawhi, that, you know, Kyrie and KD is still an option. Now, they don't have two max spots as of right now, but they can make one if they trade off Gallinari for basically nothing. And I'm pretty sure they can get that done because Gallinari is still a decent, you know, pretty decent player. But with getting him off the books, that opens up a, another max spot, spot there for the Clippers. So that's the situation with Brooklyn and Kawhi, uh, Kyrie. It looks like he's more than likely going there. Um, today, he'll more than likely sign the four-year max deal there. So that's interesting. But let's get to the real interesting stuff. Here. Oh, one more. Sounds like Derrick Rose is going to be a Detroit Piston by the end of the day today as well. I think they're looking at like a two-year, uh, $22 million type deal situation. Um, so that's, that's the other one that I didn't speak about, but those are three that we know as of right now are pretty concrete and ready to go. Let's talk about the Philadelphia 76ers a little bit. Now we were just speaking about them. Now, just about actually about an hour ago, Chad Ochocinco, a lot of people know him formerly as Chad Johnson tweeted out, you know, to Jimmy Butler, like, Hey, are you in Miami? Da, 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 whatever the case may be. And Jimmy Butler was like, basically, yeah, once I get this contract done, you know, I'll see what's going on. Basically kind of insinuating that he was signing with the Miami Heat. Um, Now, I don't know if he's just doing that to troll. I don't know if, you know, if he's just doing that to play around with the fans. But I was hearing that, you know, Philly was going to offer Jimmy Butler the max regardless. And it sounds like they still are going to offer Jimmy Butler the max today at 6 o'clock. Oh, one more that's pretty much definite too. Clay Thompson, the uh, the Warriors are going to definitely offer him the five year, one hundred ninety billion dollar max uh, to stay in Golden State. He's basically already, from what I'm hearing, have already basically agreed to going back to the Warriors. So that's another one. Sorry, but um, basically back to the Philadelphia situation. Um, Jimmy Butler, from what it's looking like, and I don't know if he's just trolling or not. It looks like Jimmy Butler could be possibly a Miami Heat. Um, now I don't know how true that is. I don't know if they're going to get a deal done or not today, but I do know that he meets with, you know, Pat Riley in the heat today, um, in Miami. So I don't know if they're going to, you know, pull a, you know, 
a situation like it was a DeAndre Jordan when they was locking him up in the room, basically saying, man, we're not letting you leave until we get a deal done. But, you know, basically from what it sounds like to me, and I thought Jimmy Butler would return to the Sixers, and, you know, he very well still could, but I got a feeling he's going to sign with Miami Heat today. I don't think he leaves Miami today without a contract being signed um, with the Heat, personally. Um, so I think Jimmy Butler actually becomes a Heat, and my likelihood of him going back to the 76ers before today was like an 80% chance. Um, and then now it's like a 40% chance. I don't think he's going back to, you know, Philly. I thought that maybe, you know, the Rockets, I were hearing a lot of a, a sign and trade situation to the Rockets, which that still could be in play, but it's more so now looking like he may be moving on to the Heat just straight up. Um, so we'll see how that works out. They might do a sign and trade. I'm not sure. Um, but it looks like to me he's going to be heading to Miami more than likely now. And then you also have Tobias Harris, um, who's gaining a lot of traction with, I've heard, New York, the New York Knicks, you know, kind of want a shot at him if they can't land one of the big free agents. I'm also hearing the Brooklyn Knicks, if they can't land a, a big time, if they can't land Kyrie, which it sounds like they are, but if they don't land Kyrie, they're going to take a shot at Tobias Harris as well. Um, I've also even heard Dallas thinking about taking a shot at Tobias Harris since they lost out on Kimba. They may take a shot at Tobias Harris. Uh, And then Philly's going to obviously probably offer him the max. I think at this point, the way it's looking, Tobias Harris is more likely to be back in Philadelphia than Jimmy Butler is at this point, the way it looks. We'll see. Today is going to be a very crazy day at 6 o'clock. I'm thinking about doing a live stream at like 6.30 just to kind of Get on live on my Instagram at AO underscore T time nine. Y'all can follow me there. Um, I think I think it's going to get interesting. I really do think it's going to get interesting today at six o'clock because um, we're already hearing crazy stuff now. But I think today it's going to get real interesting because it's going to be legal. It's going to be legally time to do whatever you want at six o'clock this evening. Um, so that's why I'm actually dropping this podcast at 404 because it's going to be working its way up. You guys can listen to this leading up to the free agency. Cause I feel like today is going to be a crazy day in the NBA sports world. So that's going to be crazy. And then I think the biggest fish in the pond at this point that we all know is Kawhi Leonard. What is Kawhi Leonard going to do from what Chris Bussard, you know, reported yesterday, it's looking like it's a done deal in Toronto that he's not going back there. Um, it's looking more like at this point it's going to be between the L.A. Lakers and, the, you know, the L.A. Clippers at this point. Um, I think on either team, he's going to give them a deep run. If he gets if he goes to the Lakers, I think I think it's a done deal. They're going to be in the finals next year for sure. Um, but if he goes to the Clippers, I mean, I still think they possibly could get to the finals. If they keep everything intact for the most part. Um, but Kawhi, I thought Kevin Durant was going to be the domino that's going to make everything fall. I think actually Kawhi Leonard is going to be the domino to make everything fall. And that's why I think people may not commit as much today. Um, I think because from what I'm hearing, Kawhi's not really wanting to make a, a choice till around July 4th, July 5th ballpark. He wants to meet with a few teams. I know he wants to meet with, he meets with the LA Lakers, I believe today. He meets with the Clippers, I think tomorrow. He meets with... Um, the Knicks, which I don't think the Knicks have a solid chance at Kawhi Leonard, in my personal opinion, that's going to be just blowing smoke, basically. And I also heard he has an interview with the Nets, too, as well. Um, and same with the, you know, Kevin Durant. Same teams, basically, besides L.A. Lakers. I know he has a meeting with the Clippers. Obviously, the Warriors are meeting with him in New York today, I believe. Um, and then also, as well, since he's in New York, he's going to meet with the Knicks and 
the uh, Nets. So, you know, I think those are going to be the two dominoes that's going to have to fall first. And I think after those two dominoes fall, everything else is going to start falling in place. But I think Kawhi is probably going to be the most important part of this whole entire thing. Because let's just say Kawhi chooses to go to the L.A. Lakers. And now at this point, the L.A. Lakers have, you know, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and then also as well, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, you could argue they have three of the top five players in the NBA. Now, at that point, Kevin Durant will, might say, well, shoot, man, I might as well stay in Golden State because ain't no, we, if I go somewhere else, we're not beating them. So he might just say, I'm just going to stick it in Golden State. So, see, it's going to play a role to see where Kawhi goes because I feel like if Kawhi stays in Toronto or even goes to the Clippers, I feel like basically Kevin Durant is going to say, okay, then maybe I can go to the Nets or maybe I can join teams with him and go to the Clippers or maybe I can, you know, go to the Knicks. You know, and make something happen because if Kawhi goes to L.A. Lakers, it's it's a wrap. They're winning at least two rings, at least. They would win one probably this year, and then maybe next year, or if not this year, the first year, probably the, the next two years after that. I mean, yeah, it, they would be an unstoppable force with you know Kawhi, you know Kawhi and AD for sure for the next well, and LeBron for sure for the next two or three years. I mean, that that would be an unstoppable force at this point. Um, so I think Kawhi, I, originally before the injury, I thought KD was going to be the domino to kind of tell, you know, where everybody was going to go. But I think it's going to be Kawhi. I think Kawhi is now going to be the domino effect. And if he commits today to the Lakers, it's going to be crazy. I mean, it's going to be mayhem. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild, man. If that happens, it's going to be wild. Um, I don't think he will. Me personally, I think there is interest in the Lakers with Kawhi and his camp. Um, I do believe that he'll go to the Clippers more than the Lakers. Um, now, if he does go to the Lakers, I mean, I'm going to be shocked. I'll be completely honest. And it's going to get crazy. I mean, it's going to, he's, you know, he's going to hear, he's going to hear some bashing on him, basically saying he's joining, t- you know, forces with LeBron and, and Anthony Davis and things such as that. But I mean, we got to think about it. Kawhi done did it by himself. He just did it by himself with Toronto. So I think it's kind of a little bit of a different situation than, you know, the Kevin Durant situation. But, I mean, who knows, man? Who knows? And Kawhi is a different type of cat. So he might not care about being a second or or possibly even a third wheel. He might not even be bothered by that type of stuff, you know? So And he don't seem like the type to be bothered about that type of stuff, Um, especially if he's with the L.A. Lakers. But I think he's going to more so end up with the Clippers. We'll see. But if I had to make a prediction for each of the, you know, big free agents, um, as of as of right now, I would say Kawhi to the Clippers. All right. I would say Kevin Durant either to the Brooklyn Nets or back to Golden State. I would say Clay back to Golden State. Kimba is almost a definite in Boston. Uh looks like as of right now, Kyrie is almost a definite in Brooklyn, possibly the LA Lakers and possibly the LA Clippers, but I would say Brooklyn Nets are like 80%, and I would say the other two are like 10% at this point. I would say Tobias Harris is back in Philly. I would say Jimmy Butler is going to be in Miami by the end of this weekend. And who's another kind of big name? Um, Yeah, I mean, those are basically all the Ks. I'm trying to think, is there anyone else I'm missing? Um, But that's kind of like my basically the the big-time players. That's my predictions for them. I mean, we obviously have some mid-level players. Like I heard the Lakers are trying to go after like Patrick Beverly and – Seth Curry, um, you know, players like that. But for the, oh, D'Angelo Russell is another one. 
Um, that's like a kind of almost big type of deal. I'm hearing Indiana Pacers is a is a possibility. Orlando Magics uh, is another possibility. And I've even heard, you know, the Dallas Mavericks as being a possible landing spot for him. Uh, those are the three teams I kind of keep hearing circling around his name. Um, even the New York Knicks is another team I could kind of see him being on. We don't know. DeMarcus Cousins, I'm hearing a lot of New York Knicks for him as well. I don't know how that's going to work out. Um, or he'll just make, take a one-year deal somewhere else. But I'm hearing New York Knicks for DeMarcus Cousins as well. Um, you know, but I, you know, it's it's interesting. Today's going to be real interesting, man. I mean, today is going to be, it's going to be interesting to see, man. It's going to be interesting to see where these folks land up. It's going to be interesting to see how the dominoes start falling. I mean, do I think we'll see dominoes falling today? Yes. Uh, especially if Kyrie commits to Brooklyn today. Um, if Kimba commits to Boston today, which I think he will, um, we'll see little dominoes like that falling, but the big ones are going to be Kawhi and KD. Kawhi, KD, Clay, and I think Clay will commit back to Golden State, but guys like that, mainly Kawhi and KD, once they fall, everything else are going to start falling in place at that point. Um, but it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. Today is going to be an interesting day in, you know, the NBA world. I mean, it's going to be a frenzy. That's why they call it NBA free agency, man. It's, gonna, it's, it's a crazy day, man. And I'm kind of glad they moved it up till you know, 6 o'clock today on a Sunday. So now we can actually see the dominoes falling because, you know, in previous years, they start at 12 o'clock that night. So you see a lot of deals getting done middle of the night. You know, it's 12 o'clock. You know, somebody then got sent to L.A. or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of glad they're doing it at 6 o'clock Eastern time, 3 o'clock, you know, West Coast time, just so everybody can kind of see this stuff unfold. Because once guys start signing those deals, you know, this stuff is going to move pretty fast, especially once Kawhi. I'm going to tell you this now. Once Kawhi and KD sign their deals, people are going to be coming off the board like this. Once they sign, because those are the big dominoes. Like when Kimba signs and when Kyrie signs, the dominoes will be like this. But they won't be really falling until Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard sign. Once they sign, that's how it's going to be. It's going to be back-to-back people signing left and right now because of that situation. And teams are going to have to make moves quickly. Once that happens, once Kyrie, or I mean, once Ka- Kawhi and Kevin Durant say, hey, I'm going here, hey, I'm coming here, these teams got to make moves quick, like 10, 15-minute spans. So that's how it's going to really have to work out at that point. Um, and the dominoes are going to start falling once that happens. Um, obviously, like I said, Golden State's talking. I think Steph Curry and Bob Myers are going to meet with Kevin Durant today in New York. The likelihood of Kevin Durant signing back to Golden State to me is like 40%. I think he's kind of upset that they, you know, put his injury, you know, at risk like that. So we'll see how that works out. Um, But this is, hey, this is what we waited on, man. Everybody was saying, wait till July 1st, wait till July 1st, wait till July 1st. And long and behold, July 30th, I mean, June 30th is here. So, you know, it's time to make these decisions. And um, it's going to be interesting to see, man. Uh, But I want to talk a little bit about, and this kind of goes hand in hand with the free agency, but I want to talk about, and I want to give her a quick shout out to um, Sheena, Sheena Quick, uh, she works in, uh, you know, in Charlotte, the sports media world in Charlotte, 
And she brought up a good subject that I want to talk about. What are some of the worst professional sports cities in the country? I think we have to have a legit discussion about that and how that goes also as well, hand in foot with free agency. Because I think that's a discussion that we would really have to have here. We'll be right back. What's up, you guys? And we are back on Talks with T-Time Free Agency Edition, man. I'm glad to have you guys back, man. So I was teasing a subject about what are some of the worst professional sports cities in the country. And I think Charlotte, it has to start becoming one at at this point. Um, Now, Charlotte is a very young sports town. I mean, most of the sports started here in the late 80s mid-90s with the Carolina Panthers in the mid-90s. I think the Hornets came here in like 89, 88. So pretty young sports city. But when you hear about horrible sports cities, you think about Atlanta, a city that I love. Atlanta is a horrible sports city. I think the last time they won a major championship was with the Braves back in 1995. That was the year I was born. So that just shows you how bad you know it's been to be an Atlanta fan of basically anything at this point. Um, also, as well, another one that I hear a lot is Cleveland. Now, granted, Cleveland did just win an NBA basketball championship a few years back. But before that, I mean, they haven't won a championship since, what, the 70s, the 60s? I mean, it had been, been a long time. It had been a long time since, you know, Cleveland had been relevant in basically anything in sports before, you know, the Cavaliers getting their ring. And then you talk about Phoenix, is another place where there's not really been a lot going on winning-wise. They've had one championship, one major championship. That was the Arizona Diamondbacks back in 2001. So Phoenix is another one that, you know, hasn't had a lot of success at all. Um, you know, and, and it kind of made me think about it. Is Charlotte one of those cities that have struggled to have success and sustain success? I believe so. I think it's time to start putting Charlotte in that category. Um, Obviously, and this kind of goes hand in foot with the Kimball Walker situation. I mean, look at the Kimball Walker situation. Kimball Walker has been in Charlotte, what now? Eight years? No help. Nobody wants to come to a mid-market place like Charlotte. I mean, it's a nice city. It's a good city. But anybody with, with a lot of money, rich, successful, for the most part, does not want to live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'll be complete, and I'm from here, and I'll say that. Um, most people are not going to say, oh, I'm rich, successful, and famous. I want to move to Charlotte, North Carolina. Most people are going to say L.A., New York, even Chicago, even Atlanta. And uh, we'll talk about that, too, with the Atlanta side of things and the Hawks becoming like a free agency destination in a few years. But most rich, successful people are not going to say, Hey, I want to move to Charlotte, North Carolina. It's just not going to happen. It's it's not for the most part. It's really not. And in sports, it's the same way. Let's think about it when it comes to free agency in the NBA. Let's keep it real. We're going to keep it 100 here. What we would say, 80% of the lead is black, correct? African-American. Black, young, rich, African-American males, for the most part, are not going to want to come live in Charlotte, North Carolina. They're just not. They're going to want to live in L.A. They're going to want to live in Atlanta. They're going to want to live in New York. They're going to want to live in Chicago. They're going to live in places like that um, that are more so highlight Dallas, Houston, places like that. Um, 
you know, that that's more so the thing with them. So with the Hornets situation with Kimba, you have to build through the draft. You cannot continue to miss in the draft. And the Hornets did that year in, year out. Year in, year out. I mean, year in, year out, they have failed the draft. And now they're paying for it. And then also as well, giving horrible contracts to, to guys that are average. You give Nick Batum five years, $120 million because he had one solid year. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. You can't allow that to happen. You just can't allow that to happen, man. And with a team like the Hornets, they have to build through the draft. You can't build through, you know, free agency. Guys are not going to want to willingly come here and bring their money to Charlotte. It's just not going to happen. I want to look at the previous picks for the Hornets since they picked up um, since they've picked up Kimba. Okay? And we're gonna go over each pick. Since they picked Kimba. So in 2011, they picked Kimba. In 2012, Michael Gilchrist. What is he? What has he he's been here now for seven years, right? What has he what do we know about Michael Kidd Gilchrist? Nothing. We don't know anything about him. Horrible pick at two. That's the year that people believe, you know, they should have got Anthony Davis, which I agree. The Hornets should have got Anthony Davis that year. I, I don't really, for the most part, I don't disagree with them on that. I'll be honest. For the most part, I don't disagree with them. That. But let's go to the 2012 draft. You had Bradley Beal, who went third. Had Bradley Beal that went third. You could have got Bradley Beal. Even though at this time, you already had a point card. Damian Lillard went six. Andre Drummond, who's had a better career than Michael Kill Griffiths, he went nine. He went nine that year. I mean, Draymond Green, he he went out in the second round. I would even say Jay Crowder has had a better career than Michael Kill Gilchrist. He went 34 that year. The Hornets continue to miss in the draft. That's their main problem on why they haven't been successful. Failure in the draft. Now let's go to the next year. 2013 at four, they got Cody Zeller. Don't get me wrong, Cody Zeller is a nice guy. He seems like a nice person and all that. He's a pretty, for the most part, he's a good role player. But at number four, man, we need a game changer. All right? We need a game changer at four. We need a game changer at four. Let's see who went after him. Let's see who went after Zeller. We have C.J. McCollum. I would say he's better than Cody. I would even go as far as saying Steven Adams and Kelly Olenek are better than Cody. Greek Freak came out in that draft at 15. He's definitely better than Cody. I mean, Rudy Gobert came out. He's better than Cody. The Hornets continue to fail in the draft. And that's why they're paying for Kimba. And it sucks because Kimba is the best player in their franchise. And now they're going to lose out on him. They're going to lose out on him now. Let's go to 2014. They took Noah Vonley. They took Noah Vonley, which I believe now he's with the New York Knicks. 
Yep, he's with the New York Knicks now. Let's go to 2014 draft and see who was better after Noah Vonley. You could have took Nurkic at 16. He was there. You even could have took Sark. Sarkic. He was there. I would take Rodney Hood. I would take Clint Capella for sure. I would take Boban. He was there. I mean, there's a lot of guys that was there. Nikola Djokovic, he was there in the second round. You could have got him. See, this is what I'm saying. Teams, that's why the Hornets continue to fail. Their franchises just, they don't make smart decisions. And that's why now they have to let their best player in franchise history walk. They gave Kimball from what I'm hearing a five-year $161 million deal. That's pathetic. That's not his fault that you guys gave Nick Batum, Cody Zeller, Marvin Williams, just throwing money at people. That's not his fault. Now he has, he actually wanted to be in Charlotte. Now he has, he, he's going to uh, Boston. You're going to lose your best player in your franchise because of poor management skills. Now somebody on my TL yesterday said, who is the worst owner in Charlotte history? And to me, it's Michael Jackson. I mean, not Michael Jackson. It's Michael Jordan. It's not even close. Don't get me wrong. Jerry Richardson was a a horrible human being, and we get that. But when it comes to on the field and on the court, it's Michael Jordan. It's not even close. It's not even close. Not even. Jordan has not put a good product on the field on the court yet. We're yet to see a good product from him. And the Hornets are about to go into full tank mode. And it made me think, has Charlotte became one of the worst sports cities in the country? And I think you have to say, yeah. I mean, the parents were just in the Super Bowl four years ago, but they've never had a consistent back-to-back winning season ever in franchise history. They win one year, they lose one year. They win one year, they lose one year. They win one year, they lose. That's, that's how they do so this year, I'm expecting them to go 12-4 and four and make it to the playoffs because we went 6-10 and 10 last year. But the Hornets have never sustained success at all under Michael Jordan. Let me say that. And now Kimba basically has to pay the price for it. If you were going to let Kimba walk for free, you should trade him at trade deadline time. Or, which I thought was smarter, I felt like they should have traded him the year before that. In 2018, I feel like they should have traded him during the trade deadline because Cleveland at that time was trying to make a push to the championship. They were wanting Kimba bad, and I think they should have sent him on off the. Uh, I think they should have sent him on off the Cleveland then back in 2018. People crucified me when I said that. People crucified me when I said back in 2018, Kimba needs to get moved. Charlotte's going to mess around and be stuck with these bad contracts. And Kimba's going to be the one to get hurt. And you ain't going to get nothing for Kimba. And two years later, who's the fool now? Who's the fool now? Because I told people, I said in 2018, February, I'll never forget. I told people, I said, man, Hornets need to get rid of Kimba. They need to trade him now for assets. 
Because I already knew Kimball was a ascending star at that time. I said, this dude's going to be good, man. They need to get rid of him now. Because I already knew they had just signed Nick Batum, Marvin Williams, Cody Zeller. Rich Cho was just throwing money out there. Anybody that could dribble the ball could get $20 million contracts. And I knew Kimball was going to get screwed over at the end of the day, just like he just did. Two years ago, I predicted this. Because, and, I, and I'm going to be honest, in a way, I see why. The Hornets lowballed him, even though it sucks, but I kind of see why. Because if you sign Kimba with the same team around him, you're gonna be going 36 and 30. You're gonna be going 33 and 46 every year. It's gonna be the same thing every year. But then again, I just feel like Kimba, he deserved. I, if I was Kimba, I would have told him, look, if you ain't offering me the max, max 221, you might as well let me know now so I can walk on out the door. And they didn't they didn't even get near that. I mean, they were about 60, 60 million short of that. So I would have told him, kiss my butt then, honestly. Personally, if I was Kimba, they haven't put any help around him. And to be honest, if he, if he would have stayed here and took money, they still wouldn't have got no help around him because nobody's going to come to Charlotte in the first place. And he probably knew that. He probably realized, okay, yeah, nobody's coming here. Let me just go ahead and go to Boston. You got a better chance of getting somebody even in Boston than Charlotte. Even though I hate that city, but because they're so freaking spoiled in sports. And we're talking about some of the best sports cities. They're obviously up there. No question about it. I'll I tell you another city. And we, we talked about this, too, a few months ago. Another city that got to get thrown in kind of this in the last. I wouldn't say overall wise. They've been a pretty good sports city overall. But in the last 10 years, New York City has to get put in that ballpark, too. They've been very unproductive in the last decade. I put them in the same ballpark with the Hawks. I mean, with the Atlanta, Cleveland, especially in the last decade or so. I put them in the same ballpark. If I had to choose a, a city out of this list that is the closest to a championship, I would probably say either Atlanta with maybe the Hawks or the Falcons or maybe Charlotte with the Panthers. I don't see Arizona getting it done in football no time soon. Definitely the Suns have a long way to go. Cleveland, Cleveland, now Cleveland maybe football-wise maybe with the Browns and what they have. So I take that back. I might would even say Cleveland and Charlotte have the best chance at it, to be honest, in the next few years. I would say Cleveland or Charlotte. I'd take Atlanta off if I had to choose between two. Because I think the Panthers have a chance in the next two or three years here to do it. But if they don't do it in the next two, three, two or three years, they're they're window is closed. I'm going to be honest. And I would say the, the Falcons probably only have like a year or two to do it. I would say the next two years they would have to win a championship or their window has closed basically. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's it. Um, it's just kind of, hate. I hate to see it for Kimball that he had to leave Charlotte. And I kind of feel bad for Charlotte Hornets fan because like I told y'all, I used to pull for that horrible franchise. And I, in 2019, I, I said, you know what? I'm not fooling with the Hornets. I'm leaving. And I left that toxic individual. You know, it's kind of like, I'm going to give you an example. The Charlotte Hornets are like, and for college students, y'all will be able to understand this. The Charlotte Hornets are like that back home boo you got when you come home from college vacation. When you come home from college spring break and winter break. 
And you know, like, that's home. You know, you know how they move. You know how they operate, but they just toxic. And they're going to continue to hurt you. That's what the Charlotte Hornets are. That's exactly what the Charlotte Hornets are. You know what you're going to get out. You know what they expect. You know they're going to try to get your hopes up, and then they're going to put you right back down in the ground. That's that's exactly what the Hornets are. That's why I don't waste my energy on the Hornets. That's why in 2019, I became a Hawks fan. I stopped pulling for the Hornets back in December of 2018. And then in 2019, I said, you know, I'm going to join the Hawks. You know, I'm going to join the Hawks. And I just feel like Hornets fans, this is a safe space for y'all. I feel y'all pain. I went through it as a Hornets fan for 22 years. I feel your pain, man. That's why I had to let them go. I pulled for the Lakers, which has been my team since birth, and the Hawks, which I just started pulling for this year. I won't even lie about it. Let go of that toxicity, man, because they're going to continue to just get you up and put you right back down. So Hornet fans, if you want to come on this podcast and vent, this is a safe place for y'all. I understand. I understand your pain and misery. Because I know how it is, man. It's rough, man, with the Hornets. It's rough. I mean, I that's why I left. It's 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 a bad experience, man. And I feel for their fans. But on the good end, tickets will be cheap for the next two or three years because the Hornets are going to go into a serious tank mode. I mean, serious tank mode. I'm thinking next year they win 15 to 20 games at best. I've heard rumors of them, you know, getting Terry Rozier. Um, You know, we'll see how that works. I think at this point, you just got to let the young guys play. I think you got to let Monk, you know, I think you got to let all the young guys just come on. Full-time starters at this point. I think Monk, you know, um, because what do you have to lose at this point? You're going to suck next year anyway. At this point, you're letting Monk get 25 minutes. You're letting Miles Bridges get 25 to 30 minutes. You're letting even Dwayne Bacon get 20 minutes, 20 to 25 minutes. Um, If they sign Terry Rozier, let him run his thing and just suck. Just suck for the next few years, man, and build through the draft. But, yeah, if I was the Hornets at this point, I would really just build through the draft, personally. Because um, at this point, I mean, Kimba's a, a lost deal. I think you play through these bad contracts. I think, you know, Zeller has, like, two more years. I think Batoon has either a year or two more years. Um, and then also, as well, I believe Marvin Williams has, like, a year or two more years. You let those bad contracts play out and then just build it back. You're going to have to tank, basically. Which even in this NBA, you know, the way they have it formatted now, it's not even good to tank anymore. And if you were going to tank, that's that, that's how you know the Hornets are just a screwed up franchise. If you were going to tank, last year would have been the year to do it. You would have had a shot at John Morant, which would have been a great replacement for Kimba. R.J. Barrett and obviously Zion Williamson. This draft class coming up, after like Anthony Edwards, I mean... Nobody else is really that impressive. I mean, maybe Cole Anthony, maybe R.J. Hampton. 
Maybe that ball, LaMelo ball, maybe him. But it's definitely not this class that we just seen. So, if I was the Hornets, I would have started tanking last year. So, you could have got, you know, somebody like a John Morant this year. Then turned around next year and got somebody like a Anthony Edwards or something like that. But, you know, that's how the Hornets do things. So, I feel bad for that franchise. I feel bad for the fans of that franchise. And if you want to just come on down, I-85 South and join the Hawks, y'all are welcome to. I completely understand, because that's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. This is Talks with T-Time, man. Episode 16, man. Free agency edition. I think today is going to be very exciting. I think we're going to see a lot of movement. I think we're going to see a lot of interesting things taking place this afternoon. And I think we're going to see a lot of dominoes fall in the next five to six days here. I think when Kawhi and KD fall, everything else is going to start falling in place after that. This is Talk with T-Time, man, episode 16. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Obviously, link is in the description in both my Twitter and Instagram bios at AO underscore T-Time 9. You guys continue to show support and subscribe to the channel. Give me high ratings. Really do appreciate you guys, man. Thank you so much. Like I said, we'll probably maybe drop an episode maybe Wednesday once those big time. What I'm really waiting on are those big time dominoes to fall, which is Kevin Durant and Kawhi. Once that happens, be looking for a podcast from me almost immediately. Like 15, 20 minutes afterwards. It happens. So, that's what it's going to be. As soon as we get that big breaking news from those two, it's probably when you'll hear another podcast from me. Thank you guys for the love and support. We do appreciate it. Um, I was actually about to close this um, podcast out, but actually something just broke news today. Kevin Durant will be making his decision today, tonight. Um, So, like I told y'all about those big dominoes, they're already looking like they're starting to fall. Um, So, just want to let you guys know that's breaking news as of just now. Um, Kevin Durant um, is making a decision today. Um, So, like I said, I think once Kevin Durant makes a decision, those big dominoes are going to start falling. So, therefore, we will have a podcast more than likely either tomorrow or Tuesday. Thank you, guys.